More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. All right, it's U.S. Open week, and Minnesota Tim is joining me today. He is back from his big uh, wedding, and has the wedding happened yet, Tim? By the way, when is that? Yeah, I was wondering if you are going to attend. I was. I, I got confused on the dates, I think, but I, you actually did go to Hawaii for the honeymoon. We're going to hear about all this, the wedding and the honeymoon and your... Uh, you know, everything that happened. We'll, we'll hear about that on a later date. But we got to concentrate on the U.S. Open this week. A big tournament, major championship. Uh, this is, you know, the the uh, third major of the year. And uh, this is uh, Mike Davis's uh, swan song, isn't it, by the way? His last one. That idiot's getting out of there. Yep, yep. Um, Mike Wan is stepping in. This is the last swan for Mike Davis, and Mike Wan steps in. Okay, well, that's good. That's that that that's a positive for sure. Uh, that Mike uh, Davis is is getting out of there. But uh, anyway, they're at Torrey Pines, uh, and I I, I did a, a few podcasts talking about my memories of Torrey Pines, and the, and everybody's talking about it. The, the 2008 U.S. Open, the last time I was there, we'll probably see that Tiger putt on uh, 18 to tie it up to go into a playoff with Rocco Media. We'll probably see that quite, uh, quite a few times on all the telecasts this week. But the uh, uh, what, do, what do you think the lead-up to the tournament is? Do you, do you uh, rate it high? I mean, is it much anticipated? A lot of people were hoping to get uh, a little, uh, I don't know, bra going with Kepka and DeChambeau. That wasn't going to happen. It was never going to happen. Have you been following that on your wedding? I have been following that. That's been the biggest news so far this week, the Bryson DeChambeau versus Brooks Kepka drama, watching their press conference sound. Other than that, there really hasn't been that big of a lead-up, at least what I've noticed. You know, Besides those comments from their press conferences, I really haven't seen much else anywhere because there really isn't a player that's just riding a hot streak entering this tournament. You know, John Rahm had the big lead at the Memorial, and he's got a good history at the Farmers Insurance Open. So there's a story there, but there's no hot number one player in the world right now that's just dominating golf. Well, I mean, John Rahm is the—I mean, he's the favorite. I mean, that's—he's the, the Vegas favorite, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what's what are his odds? What what where is he at right now? Yeah, on on the Bovada odds, John Rahm is favored at plus 1,000 to win. And the second favorite is Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson at plus 1,700. So John Rahm is the high favorite, according to Bovada. All right, so all the, the normal names are up there at the top, uh, except Rahm is uh, getting the nod as the favorite, and that's because of his uh, 
great play at Memorial. I mean, he hadn't done anything, but then he, he you know, for the year and in, in terms of winning, he'd, he'd had a decent year other than that, hanging on to, you know, a good spot in the, in the world rankings. I mean, he was, you know, third in the world rankings and had the win going at Memorial and then he got COVID and that was, uh, that was the end of that. But, but everybody knew he dominated there. And, and, you know, my thought on that was, is that that was the first time his putter has been on, uh, you know, a heater uh, all year, so that that gave him, you know, the 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 win at Memorial that didn't get recorded as a win, but it would have been, should have, would have, could have, but definitely it would have been. And then, uh, you know, that makes him the favorite here at the at the U.S. Open. Okay, so that that's the bottom line. But but except the fact that you gotta you gotta check out the history that Rahm has had at Torrey Pines. And I think, you know, history means, means something for sure. Uh, although uh, people are arguing that because the difference between a PJ tour event and the U S open is so monstrous that like people are trying to say that the, the history shouldn't count for that much. Now, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, it's, it's more than just the length of the rough around the greens and the length of the rough and the around the fairways i mean it's it's knowing where to miss it it's a feel for reading the greens it's how your your eye sets up on certain shots i mean you know everybody who plays golf knows you get on a certain hole where you just don't feel right it doesn't look right it's just you know you and you and you generally hit a bad shot or you know bad tee shot or whatever a bad iron shot on that hole Every time you play it, that that happens. So I, I think I think you have to factor in the the history. I, I'm going to factor in the history a lot in my picks, to be honest with you, because I just I, I you just see at Torrey Pines. I mean, obviously Tiger always did did good there, but but you you look and you see guys that did just always play good there. You know, Finau plays good there. Rom plays good there. Just Rose plays good there. I mean, it's just it's it, there's just something about that. And then and then I think you got to factor in how guys play at the U.S. Open because obviously it's a it's a different style of golf. The U.S. Open, you know, people say you have to hit the ball in the fairway. Well, we know that's not the case because uh, Bryson DeChambeau is the defending champion and he just bombed it out there as far as he could and wedged it out of the rough. So, so that theory has has gone by the wayside. Although uh, I never really believed in that theory, anyways, because the difference between a player hitting in the fairway and a player not hitting it in the fairway, percentage wise, is very very slight. The player who sh- hits it shorter will generally hit it in more fairways, and if he does hit it in the rough, he's a short hitter and he can't get it out of the rough. I'd rather have a guy that can get it out of the rough. Okay, yeah, maybe he hits two less fairways around or three less fairways around. Maybe he only hits, uh, you know, nine fairways. But the five that he misses, because there's, you know, 14 holes other than the par threes, you're teeing off of the, the, the five fairways that he misses. He can get it out every time. Uh, a shorter hitter is only missing three fairways a day, but all three he hits it in. He can't get it out of any of them. So, so, so this is this is how the U.S. Open and the thinking has changed over the years, and I, you know, I think you'll you'll see it, uh, you know, in play at, at at Torrey Pines, just like just like you always do. So that, that's my initial thoughts on on uh, on U.S. Open and, and kind of how you pick it. Although, although Tim, here's the deal: uh, I look and I, you know, when I'm picking like players to win tournaments, I don't, you know, the U.S. Open. I think is is one that's very unpredictable. I mean, I like I'll look and I'll say, okay, maybe there's like twenty guys that you would look. Okay, these are the twenty guys that have a real chance to win this tournament. And after the first round, the first round, ten of those guys will be gone. They will be out of the tournament. They won't even be be in the tournament because the first round score will be be bad enough that they can't come back and you'll watch on TV and you'll listen on the radio and everybody will tell you, well, this guy needs to shoot this to get back in the tournament. And, you know, 
It might happen once in a blue moon, but it's not going to happen very often at all because you just don't get back in U.S. Opens. It's just a process of elimination. There's a certain amount of people that can win after the first round. Then that number is lower after the second round. It's lower after the third round. And then you're down to just a few players. There is no real coming back. And this is one of the reasons why the U.S. Open typically is not my favorite tournament to watch. I don't know. Uh, of the majors, what, what is your favorite? Where does the U.S. Open rank? I know, obviously, you got to say Augusta is your favorite. So what, what would you be? Uh, where, do you, where do you rank the U.S. Open? The U.S. Open ranks fourth for me right beyond the PGA Championship. And I know that's a little controversial, but the PGA Championship, the focus is always the player. The focus is never the golf course. The way it's set up, the way it's played, there's great shots hit and the great shots are talked about, not, you know, how fast the green speeds are, how difficult the rough is. The story is the player, and that's what I enjoy the most. Yeah, and I, and the, the U.S. Open is better before it starts than it is once it gets going. <laughs> because before it starts, you're talking about all these different players and you're thinking, okay, this guy's got a chance, or this guy's got a chance, and look at this guy, and look at that. And then, and then, like I said, after the first round, half those guys are just gone by the wayside. They're out. I mean, they're, you know, and, and then, you know, you're, you're, you're just always hope. I'm always hoping for the same thing at the U.S. Opens. I'm always hoping for the same thing. I'm hoping for a good leaderboard. And then, you know, you're hoping for a good finish. And usually, you know, the, the, the good finish at a U.S. Open, is typically going to be a uh, head-to-head battle. I mean, that's pretty much just what it is. I mean, that, and that, that was what it was. It wasn't well when Bryson DeChambeau was a head-to-head battle with uh, with your man, your favorite player, Matthew, Matthew Wolf. Yeah, yeah, Matthew Wolf. I mean, that was it. So that's what you're going to get at a U.S. Open. That's just uh, you know typically it. And when I look back on the 2008 U.S. Open, when Tiger won with the broken leg, I mean, it really, it, you know, it pretty much boiled down to him and Rocco mediate. I mean, Lee Westwood was there hanging around, but I mean, it just it was it was just kind of a a, a two man deal. And that's kind of what you get at U.S. Opens now. Masters, you may get that, but you also might get you know six guys on the back nine with a chance to win. And I, I and I agree with what you said about. Uh, where the the you know I would rank the majors in terms of uh, ones that I would I like to watch. I mean I I, I go Augusta first, I go the uh, Open Championship second, then the PJ third, and then the, uh, the the U.S. Open Open fourth. And I you know but it's interesting because some people will rank the U.S. Open first. I mean you know they'll they'll say hey that's a, you know they like to see guys get beat up, they like to see uh, par being a great score. Uh, they like to see over par winning a golf court, uh, tournament, and you know it's it's just a, it's a different way of looking at things. So anyway, uh, we're gonna we'll, 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 we talked about who the favorites were, and you know you got Rom, you got you know Kepka, DJ, um, DeChambeau, Shoffley, Spieth, Rory, Morikawa, and uh, Justin Thomas. Okay, so you know the, which you you love when I do this, but that's just going right down the you know well, I mean that, that's pretty much the top 10 in the world uh who's not listed as can well where's canley canley uh just well he just won not really if he's he gave him the trophy at memorial yeah he's right behind justin thomas at plus 2500 and then uh matthew wolf is right behind those guys at plus 15,000. (laughs) where's victor hovland people are high on victor hovland Victor Hovland, he is at plus twenty five hundred, tied with Patrick Cantley. Okay, so they, you know, they, they go, they just go right down the world ranking. These are the best players, and this is uh, where, where they have. Them. What about uh, Hideki Matsuyama? He's right behind Victor Hovland at yeah. plus four thousand. Okay, uh, Paul Casey. People have been mentioning his name. What about him? Uh, Paul Casey, he's at sixty six hundred. Okay, Phil Mickelson's at plus four thousand. Yeah. Those are pretty good odds. All right. Do you, do you like Phil, Phil this week? No, I don't like Phil this week, but those are pretty good odds for Phil. Do you like Spieth this week? I don't like Spieth this week. Why not? Well, he did miss the cut earlier this year in the Farmers Insurance Open, so so far his track record isn't very good. And I look at other years in his Farmers Insurance Open, and, and they're just not very good. 2020 tied for 55th, 2019 tied for 35th. And 2015, when he had that amazing year of two majors, he he had a miscut in the Farmers Insurance Open. So even when Spieth had it all completely together, he still misses the cut. 
Yeah, and and you know he's he's still battles the driver, uh, hitting. A, you know when you're standing on a tee, there's a visual intimidation when you see water out there and out of bounds. Okay, you don't have that at at Torrey Pines. You don't have that typically at a U.S. Open. I mean, last year at at Wingfoot, I mean there there was no no hazards on the whole golf. You, you couldn't take a penalty shot out there. Uh, but here's the thing: when you stand on the tee and you see the you know ribbon of the fairway and you see the rough on both sides and you know that if you hit it in the rough it is a guaranteed pretty much half a stroke penalty which is what it is for a shorter hitter it's not that for Dustin Johnson it's not that for Bryson DeChambeau it's not that for Brooks Kepka uh it's not that for John Rahm but it is that for a, a a Jordan Spieth, and I think that's you know where you know I, I'm I'm going to have problems with with uh, I you know I, I've I've gotten on Spieth a little bit now I'm back on I'm picking them, but uh, I, I yeah I don't feel I, that and the horses for courses like you said I don't I don't know if I feel um, good about about him uh, this this week and uh, you know there's it's just you know there's a lot okay lot, the, you look at the guys on this list I mean. The top favorites. I mean, um, you know, Kepka. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm high on Kepka. Okay, but I, did you see the the vid? I saw on, on uh, the uh, Twitter Kepka walking up the. You know, they got some over bridge that goes over somewhere where you got to walk up the bridge and it must go over where all the fans are down below or something or whatever. But and and, and he was like he couldn't hardly get up the stairs. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, what? Uh, his knee is still that bad. Either that, or he's making fun of Bryson DeChambeau somehow. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Well, but I mean, I, I, I don't. You know, I mean, I had, I've had knee surgery. I've had, I've had both my knees replaced. I mean, you know, it, it, the swelling starts to, when you can't bend your knee. There's swelling, or when you can't bend your knee, you, you didn't, you weren't able to get the motion back. And if you didn't get the mo- if he hasn't doesn't have the motion back by now, like in other words, if the swelling's out of his knee, and he doesn't have the motion back by now, I mean, I don't something's wrong. I mean, that's not like the motion isn't going to come back if you don't already have it, unless you you've still got continual swelling. And if you've got continual swelling, and that's keeping you from bending your knee, which is what's making it so hard for him to bend down and read a putter or get up and down stairs, I. I I mean, he's got issues with that knee for sure. I mean, there's, I don't, I don't think there's any, I just, it's just, that's not normal. That's not right. I mean, he looked terrible. Yeah. And it's actually impressive that he's continuing to play in major championships when they said he wouldn't be ready in six months. It shows a toughness that you don't really see in the game of golf very often. Yeah. That's true. Okay. I mean, I, I, I give him that, but man, alive, I, you know, it also gives credence to people that think, you know, golf isn't, you know, that athletic of a sport, because when you got a guy out there that, you know, can't walk up and down steps, I mean, he, he sure wouldn't be playing basketball or baseball or football or hockey or any, I mean, not moving like that. He looked, he doesn't look great, but he's still, he's still competitive at golf for sure. All right, we'll get, let's get to some picks. We'll do that when we come back. Uh, remember to get your free video lessons at HaneyUniversity.com. You can go there and register for absolutely free, and they'll come to your uh, email box on a daily basis. So HaneyUniversity.com. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, let's, let me start off first with Mike. Yeah, I'm not going to surprise anybody with this pick. I mean, my pick is uh, John Rom, and I'm going off of... Uh, or horses for courses, and I'm going off of recent uh, form. I, luckily, he got out of the COVID protocol thing in time to to put in some preparation before this tournament. Had the two negative tests, and he was back practicing last week. So I, I mean, based on the fact that I mean, I don't see Deschambeau red hot. I don't see. DJ Red Hot, although he played a little better last week. Shoffley, you know, hasn't won this year. He's been off. I don't think this is a great course for for speed. Uh, Colin Morikawa, a great iron player. I mean, I'd never doubt him for, with a chance, but he's, he, you know, he's not a great putter. That is just, and he's not long enough to handle the rough if he gets in it. Maybe he'll have a week where he doesn't get in it. That could be. Uh, but I'm not, you know, that, that's my problem there. Rory, I don't trust his game, uh, you know, or his putter. And Justin Thomas, you know, hasn't hasn't been great of late either. And he's, you know, he's capable at any moment. And maybe this is the week. But I mean, it's it's for me. I just go process of elimination and who's left. And I and I I think that's what you know a, a lot of betters do, and I think that 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 puts me on John Rahm. So I don't know. Do you have a pick for this week? I'm I'm looking at the names, Hank, and I'm trying to pick someone else other than John Rahm because this is a typical tournament where the pressure might get to John Rahm a little bit. He hasn't won a major championship yet, and uh, he's got all the pressure. Everyone knows the success stories he's had at Torrey Pines. Everyone's picking John Rom, and he's got to feel the weight of that. So I'm going to pick someone. I'll take the field over John Rom this week. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a that's a I, that's probably a good bet. By the way, I mean, you know, one thing people are are saying is maybe this is the week that a, a surprise winner. I think uh, if I was gonna if if I was gonna pick, and you could say, okay, you can have any of the. Top players. I always take the best player. So the best player that's going the best. Okay, that's John Rom. Uh, but if I wasn't picking, you know, you know, the a top player, like I mean, if you said, okay, a no name or anybody in the top twenty, I think I'd probably take the no name. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I, I just have I got a no name feeling this this week. And there's a little no name history. I mean, Rocco Mediate almost won it. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, but Tiger did, 
Yeah, Tiger did, but <laughs> Rocco almost did. So I don't know. I think I'd, I think I'd, I'd go I'd go no name if I was going to go. I don't know who that no name would be, but um, you know who knows. I mean, maybe it's a I don't know. You know, Harris English or something. He's not t- total no name, but I'm just saying he's not. Nobody's picking Harris English to win. Um, you know who? I don't know. Somebody, somebody like that. Okay. Could be. Yeah. You know, maybe your man Max Homa could do it. Who knows? That's true. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he could. He could do it. All right. Let's talk about some matchups. Uh, see how I, I pick these. Head Here's where I really like to bet matchups, and then I would like to. I would like to. Uh, I would revisit my wager and like after the first round. Okay, let me just see. I, I, I it's hard to, for me to pick when I don't know. You know, I'm not there. Like if I was there coaching and I could stand on the drive range and I'd look over and I'd say, okay, this guy is searching. Cross him off the list. It's all process of elimination. Cross this guy off the list. Uh, this guy uh, is hitting it terrible. Cross him off the list. Uh, this guy is spending an inordinate amount of time, you know, hitting his driver on the practice tee. Okay. He's worried about how he's going to drive it, cross him off the list. And that, you know, but without being there and without seeing it, you know, that's why like, I like, you know, I, I like to see, let me see what the first round looks like. Let me see what the scores are because it's going to be this, this is the, the, the winner, you know, the, the winner will be in all likelihood. He will be, you know, in the top 10 after the first round. And for sure, he's going to be in the top 10 after the second round. I mean, that's just that's just what happens because the golf course is going to get harder and harder and harder. just always does. Uh, so who gets off to a, a start, how they play? And not just what did they shoot the first round, but how did they shoot it? In other words, if a guy goes out there and takes 23 putts and shoots, you know, three under par the first round, it's, it's not going to, you know, catch my eye as much as a guy who shoots two under the first round and took, you know, 30 putts. It's just, I look for repeatable formulas and 22 putts around or 24 putts around is not a repeatable formula. So I look for repeatable formulas, but anyway, let's, let's, let's do some uh, matchups and see how I do with this. All right. Category number one, it will be interesting who you pick on this one. John Rahm versus Rory McIlroy. Rom is ranked third in the world golf rankings. His history in the Farmers Insurance Open, seventh in 2021, second in 2020, fifth in 2019, 29th in 2018, and he won the Farmers in 2017. Rory McIlroy is 11th in the world golf rankings. His history in the event, he's had good history too. 2021, tied for 16th, 2020, third, and 2019, fifth in the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. So you got John Rom versus Rory McIlroy. All right, Rory won at uh, where did he win at? Que- at uh, Quail Hollow at uh, Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo, Charlotte. I mean, you know, that's a horses for courses deal for him, and he putted uh, really well. the The chances of him putting really well two tournaments, you know, and, and out of you know four or five is, is 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 slim. I don't trust his putter. He hasn't struck the ball as well this year. Uh, you know, n- new coach, but I haven't seen. It, 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 there's nothing that I've seen. Now, he didn't hit the ball great at Wells Fargo when he won, but but you know he know he knows how to manage that course and such. Yeah, you know he's got a it, it, he's had a couple of good finishes at, at uh, the Farmers. So I, I you know a, a third and a fifth is is pretty strong. So you got to and he's got a good U.S. Open you know record. But I mean you know he's also. You know, miss a cut in 16, 17, and 18. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's not, uh, not great. I, 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 I've got all kinds of logic to go with, with, with John Rahm, and I'm, I'm, I'm on John Rahm. So I pick him when the tournament, so I'm picking him to, to beat Roy McIlroy, too. I feel, and I feel pretty good about that. Okay. This is the big mishap yeah. uh, in the U.S. Open category two. Brooks Kepka and DeChambeau are not paired together in the U.S. Open because Bryce and DeChambeau did not want it. Is what reports are saying. DeChambeau was scared. Yeah, that, I don't think. I I don't think that's true. I don't, I don't think. No. They, they, listen, they always pair up the uh, U.S. Open champion with the with the uh, what do they put? The, then they put the U.S. Amateur champion, and you know so who who's what's the pairing? What's what's the pairing? They got uh, DeChambeau. 
and uh, the amateur champion, and then who who else is in their group? They always do it the same way. I mean, is it the PGA champ? I don't know what it is, but anyway, it's just it's not. It, it wasn't. They don't like look for. You know, their top pairing is not, let, let's look for something controversial. I mean, that was never going to happen. That was never even an option. That was never even anything that was contemplated. The the the, the fact that somebody threw out there that DeChambeau turned it down, I just, I, I don't I don't think that was ever on the table. That's a good point. I look at the pairing and it's Bryson DeChambeau, Hideki Matsuyama, and yeah. Tyler okay. Strafaki, who is the U.S. Amateur Champion. Okay, so that's the way they always do it. They've always done it that way. And, uh, you know, where, where I hesitated for a second is because now the PGA Championship comes before the, the U.S. Open. But the way they've always done it, you know, it used to be the U.S. Open was the second major. So they put the amateur champion, the, the past last, you know, defending champion of the U.S. Open when they put the Masters champion because that's the way it, the major fell on the calendar. So they're still doing it that way. I, I just, you know, there was there was not any logic at all that they were going to weren't going to go a different direction. And, and and you got, you know, a new guy, you know, running the tournament or supposedly who knows, you know, it, it, Davis is, you know, gave the reins over to what Bodenheimer or something, and uh, and he's kind of, you know, I just said the guy's not gonna. They're conservative. They don't want to step out and the, you know, and and do something controversial. I just, I don't think it was ever going to happen. I, I don't buy that DeChambeau turned it down. I really don't. But but let me ask you this, okay? Which what 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 of those two guys, which one do you think would handle the controversy better? Huh? Brooks Kepka. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, really? He's all about controversy, Hank. Yeah. Well, it, 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 but, but you know, there's a lot of, you know what they say in Texas? You know the saying? I don't. All hat, no cattle. He's got a lot of, he's, he's got a, a, a lot of hat, and he's definitely got some cattle, okay? But I don't think he's got as many cattle as he does big hat. That's my point. Because he, you know, he had the, you know, they had the big talk going, and then he missed the cut at, uh, you know, the, the last tournament. So I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I'm not sure. I, I, I think it. Honestly, I kind of think that the all the talking, I think it hurts them both a little bit. Mm, really? Why is that? I did because I don't think I don't I don't think Kepka you know handles it. Well, I mean when he had the he had the the he, he had the all hat no cattle going at uh, at when Colin uh, Morikawa won the PGA he was had the big talk going there too. He didn't back it up. You know it at, at the. Uh, the last, you know, what was the, the you know, the PGA, he, he come marching, you know, nobody hits it better than me. I'm the best ball, you know, we didn't, we didn't win there. You know, I mean, it's, just, I, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, I mean, he was, he was there, I get it, but he didn't win. I, I, I don't, I think there's, you know, I, I, a little less talk, I think, would, would benefit his game more. My, my, just my opinion. I mean, I like the talk. Don't get me wrong. I like the confidence. I like Kepka. I like what he has to say. But I just, I don't, I don't think he backs it up quite as, quite as good as he talks it. You know, I guess that's what I'm. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And Bryson DeChambeau, I, I don't. I, I think he's, you know, when he won the U.S. Open. You know, he was kind of flying under the radar. You know, he's got a different way of playing the golf course. Nobody thinks it's going to work, and then it worked, and then everybody, you know, thought that, you know, they needed to play like he's playing. But, you know, he tried the same thing at, at the Masters, and he hasn't been able to put that puzzle together yet. You know, may, is, that a, is that a theory that works good at um, Torrey Pines? Now, nobody's saying his theory will work great at Torrey Pines, but if it does work at Torrey Pines, then everybody will, you know, it, the whole narrative will be, uh, you know, Bryson DeChambeau's figured out how to play U.S. Opens, and all you got to do is just hit it as far as you can and then wedge it out of the rough. I mean, that's what they'll say. You know, you know that. Oh, yeah. But I, I think it I, – I don't know. I think both these guys would benefit by – you know, a little less talk. You know what happens when they put all these guys in the, like, uh, you know, they have a top pairing, they put the great group together, and then they all play like crap. <laughs> that happens a lot, too. It does. So, I don't know. Anyway, okay. Did you, uh, 
Where did I interrupt you there? Did you? Did you? I was going to go know, category two: Brooks Kepka versus Brayson DeChambeau. Yeah. Kepka's yeah. ranked tenth in the world. His history in the Farmers: twenty seventeen miscut, twenty fifteen tied for forty first. Bryson is fifth in the world. His history in the Farmers: miscut in two thousand eighteen <laughs> and two thousand seventeen. So none of these guys have much history or good history. So Bryson versus Brooks. Wow. The B Squad. You got Bryson and Brooks. You got uh, Brooks can't get up the steps. Um, man alive. This is a, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it, this is, it's a U.S. Open. Um, and, you know, Bryson DeChambeau is, is supposed to be the best driver of the golf ball on the, on the tour. He's number one in, in strokes gained off the tee. Got no history at this course. Kepka's got no history at this course. Um, you know, they both. You know, I mean, Kepka's got a a better U.S. Open history. I got I got to go, Kepka. Yeah, okay. I think it's hard to be a defending champion. I mean, Kepka did it back to back. You know, I just don't see Bryson DeChambeau doing it back to back, and I don't see Kepka going out there and you know. Uh, coming up with nothing he'll come with something he's just he's he's too into these major champions i'm gonna go i'm gonna go brooks kepka hmm. surprise you that i did that i am a little surprised that you did that i was just reading on twitter here and justin ray selected bryson dechambeau to win back-to-back u.s opens because he says he expects conditions similar to tour uh similar to uh that of wingfoot last year all right well i'll, I'll go against him although i do i do value his analysis but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go against them. Wow. And this one, I, I, I. There's not like like if I you put these things together. But if the, if I was like betting, I would probably. I don't know if I would be beyond this bet because I don't like. I don't. There's not enough for me to go on here. Um, the thing that scares me about Kepka is the limping up the steps. Uh, the thing that scares me about Bryson DeChambeau is that he's defending champion. I, I just. He, I, I like his game. I like him. I, I just, I don't know if I like him as a defending champion. I, I, I don't see that as an advantage, but I see that as a disadvantage. It's hard to defend, and I, I don't know if he's he's uh, that good. You know, I mean, he's good. I mean, he's great, but I don't know if he's that good. You know, the guys that have defended, I mean, Kepka's a special one. Um, you know, Curtis Strange. I mean, it's just, it, it, it it's, you know, Bryce Nishimo is a long way from, from uh, you know, Kepka. I mean, if four majors is a big difference than one. Big difference. Big difference. Anyway, that's my thought. All right. Uh, Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. If you have not gotten yours yet, the offer is still there. Uh, front page right on the website, voodoopainrelief.com. Aches and pains, muscle soreness, joint pain, arthritis. Great for all of that. It absolutely works and it's free. So get your free two week supply right there. VoodooPainRelief.com. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough. 
that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Tim, your next category. Who, who, who got paired up here? Yeah, category three, Jordan Spieth versus Dustin Johnson. Spieth is ranked 24th in the world. His history in the Farmers, 2021 miscut. 2020, 55th, 2019, 35th, and 2015, miscut. Dustin Johnson is first in the world, his history in the Farmers. 2017, miscut. 2016, 18th. 2015, miscut. 2013, 51st. So Dustin Johnson, number one, versus Jordan Spieth, number 24. Oh, man. Dustin Johnson, um, he has not been going great, okay? He just hasn't. Uh, Spieth's been going a lot greater than him. No doubt. There's no, no doubt about that. If you look at their, you know, recent recent finishes, although you know, Dustin Johnson got a little something going at the Congaree. Totally different deal. You know, there, there's no rough there. There wasn't. You know, you could. It just this. This is a whole different golf course. You know, I look at this and I say, okay, Dustin Johnson's just a better driver of the golf ball, and he's got the power to get out of the rough. Uh, and that's where I give him a big edge. Uh, where I give Spieth a, an edge is, is that I, I Spieth is just so tough mentally, and he just he he will just turn nothing into something. Like I think I think if Dustin Johnson's got nothing, I think you kind of get nothing. If Spieth has got nothing, he can still make it into something. That's where I give Spieth the edge. Now, can Spieth make uh, nothing into something, you know, at a U.S. Open course and on a golf course that his history on, you know, frankly, is, is, is not, you know, not great. Like you said, I mean, it's just, it's not, not great there. It's a big course. It's a long course. You know, you, you got to give the edge to the, to the longer hitter. And, um, you know, that's why this is a tough one to pick, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go Dustin Johnson. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I can't, I can't, you know, number one in the world. I don't know. I, I don't feel great about this pick to be honest with you, but, uh, because he hasn't, you know, he just hasn't been doing a lot, but if he's going to do it, He's got, you know, if he plays it at all, it, then he, he's he's a favorite over Spieth. I, I don't, the Spieth at this course, I mean, I, you know, give me Spieth at the Open Championship. Like if this was the Open Championship and they were playing the Open Championship, I'd go Spieth for sure. Hmm. But then, but they're not playing the Open Championship; they're playing the U.S. Open. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Dustin Johnson U.S. Open. Okay, Category Four: Justin Thomas versus Xander Shoffley. JT is ranked second in the world golf rankings. His history in the Farmers Insurance Open, not great and not much. 2015 miscut, 2014 tied for 10th. Xander Shoffley is ranked sixth in the world golf rankings. His history at the Farmers is up and down. 2021 tied for second. 2020 miscut. 2019 tied for 25th. 
2018, 2017, and 2016 missed cut. So Xander Shoffley, number six, versus Justin Thomas, number two. Ball striking, you give the edge to Justin Thomas. Off the tee, you give the edge, though, to uh, Shoffley, just a, a slight edge to Shoffley, a little bit more accurate off the tee. Uh, putting, you give a big edge to Shoffley. Eighth in putting for the year versus Justin Thomas, which is 125th. Uh, it hasn't been great for Justin Thomas of late, but Shoffley hasn't hasn't you know been great either. Shoffley's a, a hometown. You know, this is his place he grew up on. Him and his father talked about how you know when they they said that uh, the whole uh, you know U.S. Open's going back to Torrey Pines. I mean, already like had that pretty much circled on his calendar, and you know I you know. Th- Sometimes that works out for guys. Sometimes it doesn't. You know. You know what? A, I'm a Justin Thomas fan, but I uh, I, I don't like his putting. I, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not a fan of his his putting, and it just has been. You know, he, he's salvaged this year, but this has been a hard year for him. You know, I'm I'm gonna go. Uh, who is Shoffley's playing? He's in a pairing with Mickelson, right? Who, who's who's Shoffley playing? Shoffley's playing with Mickelson, and who else? Who's Justin Thomas playing with? Give me, I'll give look me it these, up. Give me some. Give me some pairings here. All right. So Xander Shoffley, he is with Phil Mickelson and Max Homa, and Justin Thomas, he is with Brooks Kepka and Colin Morikawa. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. Shoffley. Uh, and not everybody's going to play good in those groups. And this is just the way it works. I, I, I don't, you know, I'd like to see Phil play great, but it, it's a tough course for him. It has been, you know, uh, of, of recent. So I, I'm not like thinking he's going to light it up in his group. And uh, Justin Thomas is in with some big guys, and you know somebody in that group's going to go off. Okay, Justin Thomas, who Kepka, and who else? Justin Thomas had Kepka and uh, Colin Morikawa. Okay, in that group, one or two of those guys is, in all likelihood, odds are going to struggle. And who's it going to be? Justin Thomas. I don't know. I mean, who do you think it's going to be? Do you think it's going to be him? He hasn't played very well lately, and he did miss the cut in the PGA Championship. You could argue that will motivate him for the U.S. Open, or is that just a trend that he's playing poorly? Yeah. I know. That's the thing. That's the question. I, I'm, You know, once again, this is why I like to know after the first round. I want to know what, like, like who's, who's on some game, and what did they shoot? Can give me a score, but not just a score. I want to know how they shot it. Did, did did they show some, you know, like like if Spieth goes out and shoots, you know, one under the first round and, you know, hits six greens and chips it in twice and whatever, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be all over Spieth, even though people say, oh, he couldn't, you know, and that, then when he doesn't do it on the weekend, people go, oh, he just has trouble on the weekend. Well, he doesn't have trouble on the weekend. He had an unrepeatable formula. He's got no trouble on the weekend if he's got a repeatable formula going. But if he's got an unrepeatable formula, it won't repeat. Okay, that's the fact. Now, if, if you you look, you show me, you know, Shoffley uh, shoots seventy two of the first round and hits, you know, eight greens, and Justin Thomas shoots seventy two the first round and he hits fourteen greens, then you know, uh, give me give me Justin Thomas the rest of the way. You know, that's just, you gotta have, you gotta have some semblance. Like if I was, you know, betting, you know, for a living, I would want to have a look and see, okay, let me, let me just have it. Let's do some in-game betting. Let's do some, uh, after the first round betting, let me see what's, what, what we got here, uh, you know, before the, the, the first round, because let's, let's face it. When you get like odds, like to, to pick a winner to me, the, the picking a winner, you know, okay, you know, you bet a hundred dollars, you know, win a thousand on John Rahm. I mean, that's not, I mean, that's not a, that's not a great bet. You got John Rahm against the field, and all you, you know, you win a thousand dollars. I mean, it just, 
I, I, I don't see, I don't see how you, you can make your living doing that. I mean, it's fun to have something on the line, but that just, it's just, it, to me, it looks, it's, it's tough, but, but I'll tell you what, you know, after the first round, after the second round, you know, third round, where I get better at picking is once I get a little idea of what I'm looking at here. Let me see how this course is really playing. Let me see how this guy's playing. And we'll we'll see how this this goes. But, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you got to you got to pick them both ways. I know that's the way it works. But I, 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 I'm advising, like, if people are, you know, gambling and they're trying to make money at it i'd I'd have a little look-see before anyway that's my thoughts on that tim awesome i'll be watching and uh we'll uh we'll give you some analysis after that uh we'll we'll, will definitely want to hear about the wedding and the uh honeymoon at a later date tim but we're glad you're back you're back in the great state of minnesota what would could you uh compare minnesota to hawaii for me please though um, well, Minnesota actually was a lot warmer when we were in Hawaii. It's been a hundred degrees ever since we left for Hawaii. Um, it's the uh-huh. warmest June on record in the great state of Minnesota. And, um, Hawaii was a little cold. It was 84 degrees and sunny. It was actually perfect. We got a little sunburnt in Hawaii. So I would continually rank Minnesota ahead of Hawaii. <laughs> Okay, well that's good. At least you're very consistent and you're very loyal. So I give I, I give you that. That's a, that's a, a very good answer. What about uh, what what are you looking forward to this U.S. Open? Will you be glued to your TV? I will be glued to the television. One of the positives of the U.S. Open is that it is broadcasted very well. It is on television basically throughout the entire day, um, unlike the Masters. So I'm very I'm I'm looking forward to watching it on television. I, I will. I have to say that is a is is a very positive, true statement. I agree with that. I like that. That 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 is something that a feather in the cap for sure. So I'll, I'll be I'll be glued as well. All right. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Hank Haney at Tim Barachka. Uh, email your questions to Hank Haney. Uh, what is it? Golf at Outlook.com? That's true. That's true. Okay. And uh, hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app. Get your free offers. Free voodoo pain relief cream and free uh, videos, instructional videos at HaneyUniversity.com. The voodoo pain relief cream is at voodoopainrelief.com. We will be back tomorrow on the Hank Haney Podcast. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay safe and stay healthy. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 